Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the My Tech Story Africa podcast where we explore the captivating narratives that are shaping the African tech scene. My name is Alice Kanjejo, your lovely host, and today's guest is Michael Munavu, a tech trailblazer with an unconventional entry into the industry. Starting off in telecommunications and information engineering, Michael's journey took a magical turn when his fascination with coding and technology blossomed through self-guided learning. When when I was coming up in tech, I also I always wanted to be a master. I always wanted to be master something like a, like a baby, but I've come to understand that you always have to stay a student of the game. Like if you, if you get to a point where you know everything, like what's the point of all that? Key to his story is his collaborative spirit that birthed an enduring partnership with Kim Tai, a companion from high school and our next guest on this podcast. This connection proved essential as they crossed paths again at Moringa School, where they navigated the complexities of the tech field together, highlighting the importance of strategic alliances. Moringa School is a multidisciplinary learning accelerator committed to closing the skills gap in Africa's job market by delivering transformative tech-based learning to high-potential job seekers and on graduation connecting them to local and international employers who desire high quality tech talent. Hackathons also emerged as a central theme where Michael's impressive track record of over 10 victories showcases the value in exuding confidence and the thrill of crafting impactful products. The conversation concludes with Michael's passion for product development exemplified in his current project, an innovative patient management system with a health data focus. Additionally, a unique concept to introduce a song request system tailored for events and club services, infusing a layer of creativity and forward thinking into his endeavors and the ever-changing world of technology. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I absolutely enjoyed listening to Michael's story from being a magician to becoming the product maverick that he is. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the My Tech Story Africa podcast. Today, I am joined with another special guest, as always. Today, we are joined by Michael, but I'll give him the opportunity to introduce himself before we get into his story. So, Michael, introduce yourself to our audience. Um, hello, my name is Michael Munavu. I'm a software developer, three years experience, currently working at Pudi, a field startup founder. I've had, let's say, one field startup and one currently struggling startup but wow. I'm, um, I'm a creative I love I love building products that's what got me here it's like you are really prepared with that intro <laughs> you just went straight into it no I, I like that and I like the honesty of how you've even just started your intro in your yeah. product journey and <clears throat> It's interesting because it's only one other guest. His name is Evans Munene from the chief technical officer of Chooms. And he came and talked about my, I had one still two one field startup and one that is still going. So yeah. I really like that honesty. And I think we then, based on what you've said, I'm interested to know where your journey begins in mm. not only tech, but if you, did you always have an interest in tech uh, from the time you were younger? So um, I went to school in a primary school called Stepping Stones. I had a computer science teacher called Teacher Solomon. I had a very poor handwriting. He was, he was also an English <laughs> teacher, so he hated me my whole life. So I never really um, understood the computer at all. I never had any interest in computer. Finished there, I went to my high school, Kabarak, the same uh, high school that uh, the person before me was in. 
So there we also had to do computer studies for form one only. So after mm-hmm. form one, you're supposed to choose. Um, you're supposed to let's say specialize in in the subjects that you want to choose. Mm-hmm. So I was doing computer science, agriculture, and business, I believe. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I never got above seventy percent. Before you, you were doing computer studies, agriculture, and we're doing business. twelve subjects in total. In high school, the oh, first oh, form before one. You, you, okay. Yeah. So how how the structure was um in Kabarak is that uh in form one you're doing twelve subjects, then you move on to eight. Mm-hmm. So in form one you're kind of just getting a feel of everything. Mm-hmm. It's like going to a party and talking to every girl, then you <laughs> have to go okay. in as a, at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was exactly like that. So in form one, I was talking to everyone. Um, so I did computer studies. I did agriculture and business. Computer studies, funnily enough, I never got above seventy percent. percent, or even sixty. I don't know why you're saying it's like in high school. Even forty was a win. You're saying like seventy percent different. Was, okay, yeah, is different. It's the institution. Kabarak it's the institution. Kabarak is different. Kabarak is yeah. different. So, and it was basic things like. Was it stupid? Maybe it was stupid. But yes, I never got above 60 or 70%. So I dropped mm-hmm. computer, computer science, did agriculture. So um, I finished from four. After that, I did a short course at a college somewhere around here. It's called IIHT, Indian Institute of Hardware Technology. Before you even get too far into that, what was that transition from high school and then doing this course? Was it your parents saying you need yeah. to fill your time? Yeah, it was um it was mostly my parents. I think they had it from a radio station called Radio Mini. My mother is a Stones Catholic, so Radio Mini was a So Radio Mini, I don't know how I still pushed to make sure that they're being advertised on Radio Mini. But my mom was convinced Radio Mini will make me a millionaire. Uh I still make me a millionaire. So I went to that school. <laughs> I did three months there. Um, what did the, you study there? We're doing a lot of harder things, but also at that time I was very uninterested. I was actually just loving the fact that like, I was given fear to come from Thika to Nairobi every day, coming oh, to meet new people. Yes. To be honest, the only the only thing I left HT with was a girlfriend, that's all. If I'm, be, <laughs> if I'm being really honest. I didn't consume any any knowledge at all. I don't think it's anything that's helped me. At that time, were you also just having an ambition to be anybody in like any industry that you had a particular interest in? Because clearly, you were disinterested at that time. In this um, well, other. in in high school, I was I was doing articles for let's say you have school games, mm-hmm. so they're really big in our schools. In in our school, you'd find even there's a Premier League game going on, but mm-hmm. people would rather go watch for West versus for South. So mm-hmm. I was I was big on writing these big articles. I remember one. Um, so we had a tradition where from fourth as you we are coming to finish school, we had like a passing passing the torch ceremony. Mm-hmm. So it's like from fours versus from threes, mm-hmm. and it was right before the KCSE period. And I did this big thing. I paid an artist to draw. Uh, a dog and because as from fours were called the lions mm-hmm. and I remember that time it was the Gengeton time so there was a line um, unataka lion ama kitten kitten so I had this <laughs> I had this big lion and some kittens there so now we're calling the form three the kittens <laughs> so now we're calling the form three the kittens so I had this it was like t- it was so much work. Even like I remember, I was called at the parade, and I was asked, like, "Who is this from? For who has this much time to do all this?" <laughs> just before, just before KCSE. So I, I had this um, dream of, let's say, getting into sports journalism. 
Wow. But but just as a freelancer, like I never mm. wanted to do it in 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 a professional space, just mm-hmm. uh, as an as an independent sports journalist because I was very interested in sports and football. But my mother wanted me to be a doctor. So even when I was applying for the wow. courses, just to make her happy. Wow. But I was good in maths and physics, so I knew I'd had to do some sort of engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see, the way you're sounding, it's something like you are, lack of a better word, a menace in high school. In a good or a bad way? In, in a, you know, the, the popular guys in high school who just, <laughs> who are just terrorizing everybody. Yeah, yeah. well... Kinda, kinda. Um, <laughs> I swear, in in high school, let's say in Kabarak, they teach you to be self. You you express yourself so much and so well. Like mm-hmm. it's it's taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Also from the 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 interview you just had, you can see that you know this people from that school, they really know how to express themselves. Yes. So, um, it's just that that end are a bit serious. You look from force is almost coming to an end, and you're expressing yourself in the most self-explanatory yeah. way, which is not very yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Aya, now you're done with Kabarak, you've gone to the institution, you've left with your girlfriend. What was next? <laughs> what was next was um, my sister asked her friend, or her friend, yeah, so Kamuliza, which course should my brother do, which one will make him rich? And uh, <laughs> the my goal sister, was the money, always. Uh, the goal was the money, just the bag. So my sister was told telecommunication and information engineering is really booming, do it. So that's what I applied for, and luckily that's what I got. So sorry, throughout this journey, all I'm hearing is that your your mom made you do this, mm. so you ended up doing that, and then now it's your sister making this decision for you. Was that something you wanted them to make that decision for you, or did you still want to pursue this post journalism or your own kind of path? Like I'm trying to understand where you were in this time when people were making the decisions for you. I'd say I wasn't I wasn't sure what I wanted to be. Mm. I wasn't it was um going with the flow. So whichever if I if I got into mechanical engineering I'd probably do mechanical engineering. Mm. Because to me it was it was more of um this course is it was not a passion thing, it was like school all over again. Like you'll read for it, you'll pass move on to the next thing. Mm. So it wasn't a passion de- driven decision for yeah. me. I wish it was, mm-hmm. but to be honest it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. So, yes, you're now doing this. Your sister said you do this and now you're pursuing it. What was that like? Um, That was fun. First year was, I was, a, I was a joke in first year. But just before first year, I believe there was the COVID period. Mm-hmm. So in the COVID period, I picked up a skill or a, or a hobby called for magic. So I was doing magic tricks and card wow. tricks. Yeah, and I was very serious with it. I've actually been on TV twice because of it. So I was Patrick, you should have brought something here to show our audience something. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. It's, like, it's actually like tech. So actually, I think in a way you'll see that my my practicing magic helped me in tech. You'll just have to send us a video of something you put for our audience <laughs> to see what the yes. visual representation yes. of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was doing card tricks and uh, card tricks is, is sort of like tech. Um, in a way that card tricks is more about techniques. So... You can practice one technique for six months, but with that one technique, you can do a thousand tricks. Mm. So tech is just like that. You can like you can practice styling this thing in this way, but you can then improvise it to build a hundred sites or a million sites. So I believe that 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 period taught me or gave me lessons that I'm using right now. Mm-hmm. So my journey in first year was I was I was a joker. Like I wasn't serious at all. I. 
I wasn't uh, as serious with school. Then take me exam. You just study you just everything and you pass. Yeah. So that was my life. That was that was my life in first year. Okay. Yeah. And then second year, did you now feel okay? Now we need to get serious, or was it the same? Tra- oh, COVID. Yes. So did you have to do uni from home? Yes, we had to do uni from home, which was just us. Online online classes were just us, so that didn't help at all. But now, I believe I believe that period was when I actually joined Moringa for the first time. I joined Moringa and dropped out and joined again. But I believe I joined Moringa either 2021 or 2022. Before you go any further, sorry, when, when, could you just remind me what the course you were pursuing before you joined Moringa was and where that was? Okay, um, so I was doing telecommunication and information engineering at JPOT. Okay. Currently pursuing it, mm-hmm. waiting to get very rich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sawa. So then you were doing that and yeah. then... How come in the middle of your journey you still decided to apply for Moringa at the same time? And were you going to be able to handle both? Well, I believe that time was during the the period where uh, university wasn't as strict on us because, you know, online classes, it was a very big shift for us. So, yes, mm-hmm. so I had this friend in um university called Kimutai. Mm-hmm. So he was really exploring tech and he convinced me to join Moringa. Or he convinced us to join Moringa. So he joined Moringa. At that time, Moringa had prep courses and core courses. So prep was like the beginner part of it and core was a kind of serious bit of it. Mm-hmm. I believe prep was going for five weeks. That time, you're doing very basic things. But I think also, in a way, my, my, my love for tech grew in that part because I, I built a a small pizza uh, delivery system that was very it's very stupid now looking looking back at it but at that moment it gave me so much pride and i remember posting course, it everywhere it's your own work and it's something you're proud of exactly so of exactly so we did that for five five weeks but after that i think now school got a bit serious so we dropped off moringa mm-hmm. and during now i think second year it was very very tough to go back into tech I believe for me, I needed structure. That's something I'm usually self-aware about. I need structure in my life to, to go to the next level. So I didn't have the structure that Moringa had provided prior to school being serious. So my even my tech skills dropped mm. dropped off so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the whole second year bit. After that, we decided we needed more structure in our life. So Kimutai and me, we, we, we saw this opportunity at another boot camp called Microverse. So it's a remote bootcamp, um, global. It offers um, teaching for students in Africa, everywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. But now the, the hard bit about it was that um, it had two classes. So the first, let's say two sessions. So the first one was during the whole day for our African time. So that will run from 10 to 5. And the other one will run from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. Wow. So I remember we were sitting with Kimotai and we were asking ourselves, can you be able to manage the daytime with university as well? And they said, hell no, there's no way you can do that. So you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll kill ourselves for a whole year, do the nighttime. So he had told ourselves we'll do 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. <laughs> he got in a month earlier than I did. Was this every day, Monday to Friday? or was Yes, this? it's actually oh, Monday wow. to Friday. Okay. Yeah. So, so he got in earlier than me a month earlier. He did it for a week and dropped off. <laughs> Yeah, and that that was a full day that of intensity. You're in exactly. school, and then you're also doing this. Yeah, yeah. We like we we give ourselves that type of like it's only one year of of 
of kuteseka and you'll be rich your whole, whole entire life. <laughs> so yes, that's how we were lying to ourselves. So we yeah. tried it for a week and uh, nah, it didn't work out. But now I got in a month earlier and he rejoined me as well. So I convinced him to rejoin. And now we're doing the day course. So we're doing it together with the university. And we did that for seven months, I believe. That was a, that was a very hard seven months. As we were on the journey to completing it, we also thought about rejoining Moringa and finishing off the Moringa mm. course as well. So now you're really getting into this tech thing. Exactly, but still five months in at Microverse, we weren't really, really, really good and committed to it. Like mm-hmm. we were just doing it to complete the bootcamp, say we did have the certificate, mm. move on to the next thing. Yeah. We're treating it as as cool. Mm. And I think that's one thing people who are into this bootcamps need to realize like it's not high school like you're reading to pass an exam then you forget about it mm. so that's that's one thing i've seen is the downfall for so many people and it was almost a downfall for us why is that the downfall of people because like you need tech in the things i learned in physics like archimedes law i don't i you don't honestly need that yeah. you know but the things you learn in Take first two weeks, second week, you'll definitely need them mm-hmm. so if you if you just read for them study for them pass a test pass an exam move on it doesn't work. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe also when he came to Moringa, that also moved us from, in a way, having that mindset because we were also exposed to these technologies already. And most of our teams uh, realized that and they pushed us to be able to teach our peers. So now we had to understand these technologies mm. better. Yeah. So coming back to Moringa, I'd say, made us fall in love with tech now better because now you're able to teach people, at least you're ahead of people so you can be able to guide them in in certain ways. Would you say that the structure that they had built was definitely something that helped you get to be more streamlined and pursue this now new passion for tech? Yes, yes, for sure. Um, Moringa also now had this new project-based model that you are, let's say, building a project every after every module, so if you're doing HTML, CSS, build a project. If you're doing React, build a project. Rails, build a project. And I believe now that in, in the real world, it's, it's project-based. It's not notes or, or, or... Of course. Yeah, so it's project-based. So I believe now they moved to doing more projects, and I think that that structure really helps me understand tech better. Mm. Yes. Okay. I'm really enjoying this conversation because your journey has been quite something. You started mentioning of how... You know, at the beginning, you really didn't know what you wanted to pursue. Other people are making decisions for you. But then eventually you made the decision for yourself after persuasion, of course, from Kim Tai to pursue this thing. And I think what people underestimate is the impact that friendships, but also other Mm. people may have to push you to where you want to be. And I think that's very crucial, especially for friendships or the people that you keep around you, is that do they drive you to be a better version of yourself or be something, make something out of who you are and take you holistically to and make you who you are today. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really, what's the word for it? (laughs) I, I think it was very beautiful to just hear that evolution of your journey to now becoming a bit more streamlined and especially the impacts that an institution like Moringa has had in your life. So that's very interesting. And then now, so now to take you back to the conversation, you now have real-time projects that you have to build, and now you're <clears throat> building your skills from this experience. What was now, what was after that? What came after that? So what came after that was we lied to ourselves that we were really good, that we started now <laughs> uh, trying to apply for hackathons. 
Mm-hmm. So Kiprotich was uh, Kimutai also started now playing for Hackathon. He got one into a company called Valichain Factory. So they had a hackathon that they hosted. Now when we were playing for this hackathon, we didn't really know that it's like one person applying, then you can add teammates, then everyone goes. Mm. But as they may, later made us understand, everyone had to apply. So you mm. might be in the same team, but you all of you have, to apply. you have to apply. So I remember the day we had our first hackathon, we had a cut that day. And we weren't sure because Kim Kim had, had applied and, and I hadn't had applied. Mm. He had just added me as a teammate. Mm-hmm. So I remember now calling that 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 woman who's the let's say the PR person at Valentine and I'm I'm begging her literally. I'm, on my knees I'm telling her, please, let me just come. Like someone might not feel someone might feel shop. Let me just take her place and they're like, okay, you can just come, but um, we only had merchandise for 60 people, so don't feel bad if you left out me. I'm like, that's a list of my orders. I just want yeah, to wanna be part of this. I just want to be part of this. So, yeah. So, we missed that car 24 our first hackathon. That's where we had, let's say, our first startup. So, during those three days, we came up with a patient management system that allows you to essentially have all your data in a QR code that can then be embedded in something like a Renoir chain. Mm-hmm. So, in any case, if you fall down and you have a ring that is an NFC ring. What's Someone an can NFC just ring? NFC is like a, think of think of it's called near field communication. Mm-hmm. So that means for example a ring like this, mm-hmm. someone can be able to scan it and let's say go to a certain website. Mm. Yes. So we had the idea of um having all the information in in an online cloud, then someone can just scan the string, go there, see if you are sick, um, which pre-existing conditions you have. Mm. So it was our first kind of startup and you won that hackathon. Oh, congratulations. Yes. How so, what was that feeling of winning that hackathon? After going through that begging process and yeah. then now you won this hackathon. Remember when I said the money? Money. So, so <laughs> finally that pot of gold was there. Yeah. But yes, but it was, it was I, I, I honestly don't remember feeling like that. I felt like that very few times. The feeling after we won our first hackathon because that was just... It was hell. Those three days were hell. So, <laughs> so going going through that was the like, like you made the right decision getting into that tech. affirmation that yes, this is definitely like something works. that we're working on. Yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, before you continue, had you graduated from uni at this time or not? Or I'm still in fourth year. You are still in. You are in fourth year at this yes, time. Yes, currently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, currently. Okay. Yes, I'm currently okay. in fourth year. So I believe that was around third year or late second year. Mm-hmm. So out of our first hackathon, then just that, that just give us. Mad confidence. So we started applying for hackathon, winning hackathons. So I believe we've currently won around ten hackathons in in that space wow. from that time to this time, just by lying to ourselves that we actually we really actually good. good at something. <laughs> I am a strong believer of fake confidence. <laughs> by the way, even if you don't have it, you need to look and have the aura of someone who does mm-hmm. because that's that's sense of confidence really takes you places you need to really be very what's what's the word for it you need to be very delulu (laughs) you need to be very delusional about what what kind of impact and success you can achieve because that's the only way that you can get to anywhere especially when you're starting a product or something that you're introducing to the world even this podcast you know you're the only one who really sees the true vision even Mm. when you're explaining it to someone on something fresh and new they really can't see it because it's not there but if you really truly believe in your own delusion (laughs) and really go with it learn as you go fail if you need to fail then a hundred percent i'm always an advocate for that so a lesson that you can take away from here is even if you don't have the confidence you need to fake it till you make it yes yeah okay and 
uh, take it, so you've won over 10 hackathons. Can you just name some of them so that our audience can um, know? We've won, let's say, the KNBS hackathon. So that was a really a big hackathon for, for our team personally because we came up with now a different solution. Let's say that's a, the, the, the idea that's still kind of awake. So that's called Mche. So in Mche, we are providing advisory for farmers. Um, so you can just go into the system, say that you're in Nairobi, this place. We're giving you soil data for that place, telling you which crops do well in certain mm. locations. So that was an idea that we came up with Kimute as well. And that was also a funny, a funny, funny story. Because um so also for the hackathon, we we, we had to send applications. So we sent our application and um just the day before the hackathon, they sent us an email, told us, unfortunately. Umekataliwa, don't come. Please, please don't come. We only have space <laughs> for 15 people. <laughs> we, had, we had worked on building that product for a whole week. So, and I told myself, ah, like, what are we risking? We're only risking like 300 pop <laughs> from Sika to that place. So, we shamelessly went to that place and, and, and we told them we didn't get any email. I, like I told them first, I, I honestly <laughs> didn't get any email. I told them we are from Webuye. We've come by bus. We didn't have internet. We didn't. <laughs> like it's, I honestly told that person that yeah. story. And I remember even uh, having a meeting. So even the the PR, the head of PR called me and they were like, sorry, we are so sorry. We thought you had sent it. Sorry for the inconvenience. Of course, wow. they're like, I forgive you. But never repeat. Usi repeat. Usi repeat. So yes. So we got into that hackathon and we won that hackathon. And you so won really the funny. hackathon. But the funny thing is that also the guy who I was telling him from Obuya like came because of the three 3D hackathon second day was like, that's all in the manner, but like make it worth it, you know. Make it worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was also that was also you fun. Really just, I, I what I'm really enjoying about this story is that that drive and willingness to create opportunities for yourself, even if the opportunities are not there. Like we are here. We are doing it and winning it. I think it's the, the biggest, like I told you, like kind of, kind of that kind of yeah. yeah in your face. Like yes, we've done <laughs> this and we've won this. So I'm really, I'm really enjoying that that part of your drive and ambition. I think before we move any for any further, it seems like your journey with Kim Tai has been quite something, and you kept having him as your partner throughout this journey. A bit of a personal question, but what? made you believe that this is the person that you want to keep uh, pursuing these ventures with or just keep working with him in general? Well, we're both delusional in, in a good way. <laughs> and you're both, I believe we both have the same mindset. So I was, I was on another podcast the other day and I was telling people how... Uh, we don't mention other podcasts here. <laughs> so yes, I was, I was having a conversation with a friend yeah. <laughs> and I was telling them how sometimes I don't charge for work. If... If it's a project that will make me go to the next level, I'll do it for free. And you're both with that mindset. So sometimes you have this beautiful project and you're like, bro, let's let's push this and do it. And we're like, we're looking for someone who's willing to do it for free and there's no one who's kind of willing to do it for free. So so we are that, like we push and sometimes you don't have to do it for the money. So you're just pushing so that you get, you get better at something. Yes. So, so we have, we, we both have the same mindsets in a way. Mm -hmm. That's really what made me stick with him this whole journey. 
Okay. All right. That's that's very nice to hear. And he's also had you. You also need to say some nice words to him about him. Um, okay. So now you've gone through this hackathons process and it's been a beautiful journey. You've won and over 10 of them, if I'm not wrong, yeah. about 10 of them. So where does that lead you to where you are today? Basically? So what that led me to is loving products so much. So I've been able to sit in rooms where I've had the brightest of ideas. Mostly, um, there's an opportunity that Moringa actually sent to me about, I'd say, two months ago. So it was a, a competition called Code Cash Crop. It's mm-hmm. a Nigerian company called Apex. Mm-hmm. So they had a competition here in Kenya and in Nigeria. So mm-hmm. Moringa actually sent me that offer. I applied and I managed to win the Kenyan one go to Nigeria, wow. and I pitched there and also on there. But wow. sitting in those rooms and listening to how, how how different people in different countries think about tech was very interesting. For example, in Nigeria, their internet penetration is at like is very low compared to Kenya. So you'll find most of the ideas are USSD-based. Mm, As opposed to of Kenya. Course, there's a lot have, of fintechs. Exactly, that are, that are USSD-based. Mm. As opposed to Kenya, you have many web and application systems. Mm. So I believe now seeing the different styles that people design their products has really, has really taught me a lot. Being in these rooms where people are building things out of thin air mm-hmm. has, has taught me a lot about products and building products. So being here, I believe having all these experiences has taught me to love products. I, I sometimes I just love staying a whole weekend at home, building out a product. That makes me that keeps me sane yeah. in a way. Mm. So so I believe that's that's the biggest thing I've learned from all these experiences. And where do you see yourself in a couple of years with this all this acquired um, experience that you've had? And what product are you now? Uh, uh, is the one that you mentioned uh, the one that you're is the, is it the one that you're currently really pushing for? And basically, this is an opportunity for you to also plug yourself, see whether there's any opportunities that can open for you through this platform, and so on and so forth. So with Mincha, we currently have a grant, so we are just waiting on it so we can just start with the data collection. The data collection part of it will be the health part of it. But if you get the right data, because you are providing advisory to people, it's of like course. providing advisory to people and you have no data, data you advice. have to have a database. Exactly. That's a hell part of it. But um, we, part- we hope to partner with a couple of companies, Dalberg Research, who can really help us with all this data, build it an MVP and try it. If it fails, it fails. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's something um, I've, I've known makes me happy in tech. Mm-hmm. I recently built a, a ticketing system for an event that was held here in Westland. And I believe that was the one time in, in tech that I felt really, really nice. Like, mm. didn't even pay as much, but seeing people actually come to an event because of you, because of wow. the system you the built. System like, built. someone is coming with a QR code that you, you coded you from coded. scratch. Like, that just, it, it, it keeps me sane because it's a, it's a hell of a journey. So you have yeah. to have these things that, that keep you grounded and keep you, keep you sane. Yeah. I'm currently building a couple of ideas so i have one that's that is really interesting so i want to build a system where for example if you're at a club or an event and you let's say you've come from a graduation and you're really happy mm-hmm. and the dj is playing sad songs mm-hmm. and you really want him to play happy songs and nearly dj vichongum so if you go to him one be please play the song for me at a no so what you're having is a dj will just have a qr code at the back of the laptop 
you can scan it and you can add a song yes, to the add a song request so you can not pay for it in mm. a way so instead of not going to the digital and pay me ambili you can just pay for it send him to something the queue, and they're now in in queues so someone who's mm. paid 200 will be at the top someone who's paid 100 will mm. be bottom so then DJs can get paid and you can get happy so that's mm. something that I'm currently exploring oh that's such a lovely thing and I'm just you you seem like the you have you and your teammate Kim Tai are a ball full of ideas and you're always just pushing yourself over the edge to really try and push yourselves and i strongly believe that with that drive that you guys have it's definitely going to take you places that you are yet to see or even think about and um i think my next question just to help wrap up this conversation is throughout this journey never not once have i heard you talk about being hired for your expertise oh. <laughs> it's more of you trying to build products for yourself or through hackathons or you know looking for funding for your own product so do you have that has that ever crossed your mind you know with the expertise that you have you can easily get integrated into a company but is that something you're interested in yeah i've been hired twice uh, the first company that hired me was just one kenya which taught me a lot it was 3 months of hell but then the best times So um I I got into a new tech stack that now allows me to do so much more in 3 months. Um after that now I'm currently at Podi so that's the company okay. I'm in. So it's Podi Consultants, it's a company based in Kisumu we do consultancy work. So it's almost the same idea okay. because we are building products for people. For people. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's where I'm currently at. Okay. Wow, it's been very interesting to hear about your journey and I can't wait to see what the future holds for you and your teammate who will be will be hearing from uh in the next episode or in this episode we're still trying to figure out maybe <laughs> let me rephrase that and we'll hear from him soon. Uh I think to wrap up the episode I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions that I normally ask my guests at the end of every episode. So what's one word to describe the journey to get to where you are today? Relentless. Why? We've had to force our way through so many barriers that we've had. That's that's what got us here. Relentless. We've been relentless in our pursuit for trying to be good. Mm. Not even being good, trying to be trying good. Trying to be good. Yes. Would you say you're good now? No, actually um that's not something I learned. When when I was coming up in tech, I was I always wanted to be a master. I always wanted to be master something like like a baby. But I've come to understand that you always have to stay a student of the game. Like if you, if you get to a point where you know everything, like what what's the point of all that? So that's I don't think I'm good. I I think I I try to be good, but I want to remain a student of the game. Every day I'm learning I'm learning something new and that's that's the only that I'll try to achieve excellence and mastery. I love that response. And if you have do you have any regrets or things that you wish you did differently throughout your journey? I wish I started earlier. But what is it with with with, but, with engineers and like that's but, a response that's very common here. It's because like I'm thinking that time I, I was really into magic. Like if, if I put <laughs> like if I put half the, as as much effort as I did in tech I'd be so far ahead. Okay. Yeah. But Nazile, you you know the quote of the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. Yeah. The second best time is now. Mm. So so I don't I don't have any regrets. Plus the reason I usually say that is because 
it's usually kind of fun when you do something and it's a 19 year old boy invented yeah. instead of a 21 like the teen the teen usually makes it a bit so spicy <laughs> so yeah you know we kind of wish I started earlier but okay. it's all good it's all good i yeah. still think things have packed out in your favor and the last question i have for you is do you have any advice that you can give to someone who's looking to get to where you are today always remain a student and you'll get to where you think i am today Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really have thoroughly enjoyed this episode and this conversation and I wish you nothing but the best throughout your journey as you keep growing and we shall be having you back about a couple of years later to hear how much you've progressed. Inshallah, inshallah. Yes. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this. Okay. So, guys, as you've heard, this has been one of the most interesting stories that I've had on my text story Africa. If you've enjoyed this conversation, now is the time for you to subscribe from wherever you're listening from. If you're on YouTube, we also have episodes on the audio listening platforms that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any of the major listening platforms. And if you're on the listening platforms, we also have visuals on YouTube and make sure that you subscribe. It's absolutely free and it gets it lets the Matic Story Africa community grow and get best kind of stories out there to inspire to help people grow in their own personal tech journeys make sure that you also join the MTS community through our website uh, you can join us and you can have the latest news in tech across the african continent as well as the latest news into what's happening on the my tech story africa platform my name is Alice Kanjejo your lovely host and i shall see you in the next episode Ooh.